Hey everybody, welcome to episode 104 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, myself, Big Ron Partlow. On today's show, we have some YouTube questions, not just Instagram stuff. So we're going to try something different, have some fun on It's Just Bodybuilding. Hey, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Nice. The bell. Good job. Okay, there you go. I like yeah, that. That's, 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 that's fun. That's a fun little moment, you know? <laughs> I'm going to go now. to have one. My, my whole reason of being <laughs> yeah. here is done. You did your thing. So how much, is Red Bull, how much is Red Bull paying you, Dusty? Not enough, you know? I need. They should be Wouldn't giving be me nice. money because nobody drinks this terrible shit but me. It is the worst tasting energy drink. You realize that. Well, it also has no energy. There's like three grams of (laughs) like milligrams of caffeine in this tops. You know what it is, is when I was bouncing back in the day, I would drink them at night because I was bored. So it's like reminiscing every time I have one. I'm like, ah, I remember drinking 100 of these for free and then punching people. It's delicious. You don't don't really think about where your sleep disorders came from, do you? (laughs) I don't know why I can't sleep. <laughs> wild, wild. Yeah, this is very weird. Yeah, ever weird since stuff. I was ever since I was a young man, I don't sleep well. <laughs> Consuming a gram of caffeine every night. I for just keep years and years going to see straws. specialists, going for sleep studies. They're like, man, we just yeah. can't figure you out. He's just drinking Red Bull all night. I just <laughs> while I was talking to the the specialist, I'm like, oh, I don't know, dude. You got me. <laughs> There's something wrong with me. I think my brain is broken. Between that and the constant, I was like, I don't know, man. I can't sleep. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't stop talking either. So, Dusty, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? I see you free barbell pressing on the incline. So that must mean was, that you're feeling stable. Well, actually, it, it, I had no idea what it was going to be, but I decided I was starting with JP today. So that's the first push. I was like, well, fuck, here we go. I started just to give you an idea of how much I was unsure. I started with 95 pounds. I was like, we'll do a quarter on each side. Just just see. Then I did a plate. And I was like, right. okay, not bad. 225 was actually a little bit heavy as a warm-up. So I was like, all right, 275 is the number. I was happy, though. I got nine, and the uh, rep range was five to nine. So I was like, that was good. Plus, I know how it's been working lately when I get back to this and – Nine days, I'll be at 315 probably, you know? Yeah, that'll be really interesting because, I mean, everyone who's come back from an injury or even just like a bad sickness, like if you actually are out of the gym for a full week or, you know, mm-hmm. Scott's COVID boat or whatever, you know that 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 um, there's no gains that are as fast as an old exercise that you're getting back. Yeah. Those oh, are like yeah. the fastest gains you get. You know, if you haven't like you haven't done seated dumbbell presses for like five years and you start doing them again, it's like three weeks into seated dumbbell presses, you're up like, you know, 40 pounds of dumbbell. And it's like it's all fun and games and you keep telling yourself, This is never gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's the same as that post show where you're eating more and more and staying lean until one day you're fat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's like the but other I was, night. I, was so, I felt good, you know. The the other night, I um I did some shooting for mutant. They just needed a bunch of like 
you know, kind of cool photos for ads, you know, that look like you're training hard. Um, remember, success is when people pay you to pretend to train. <laughs> that is the next so, level. <laughs> so we went in and we, we went in after hours when the gym was shut because the lighting is so awesome when it's dark out, right? It's just very perfect. So, and I did a bunch of simulated shots, you know, like I put decent, like, you know, okay weights up, but I just like made it, made it look real good for the pictures, you know? And I haven't been, I haven't been squatting. Like I hurt my back a couple of times last year. And then for, you know, brains off season, we just focused on hacks and I just haven't been squatting, but, um, they wanted some photos in the squat rack and I was like, Oh fuck. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's see how this feels. Right. Remember like the day that you and I shot in the squat rack, right? Yep. That sort of thing. And, um, yep. so just like a plate aside felt so fucking awkward, man, because I hadn't put my arms back like that. And my shoulders are yeah. kind of tight. And I was like, damn, like, fuck. And I did like a few reps with a plate. And I was like, oh, this is like, I'm going to have to like man up here. <laughs> <laughs> and then went went to two plates. And I was like, oh, well, that's still awkward. But, mm-hmm. you know, a little better than one plate, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And then I went to three just to get some photos. And I was like sitting in the bottom. And I was like. These feel pretty fucking good. Huh. Wonder how you long it take to get to four plates. And so <laughs> even even within even within like a thirty minute slow, you know, like photo shoot, I I upregulated my nervous system. Yeah, you got did. the movement back <laughs> to a certain degree. So it's exciting when I see you press in two and a half because I'm like, oh, four plates is coming. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll bounce back quick. But more than anything, man, it was exciting to uh I started like I'm 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 actually pushing now because I did Dante's advice and we just I kind of let the gains happen as they would so I started I I start a start tonight uh, finally taking some supplements as well so I imagine you know I'll be over three in six weeks or so so that'll be fine that's cool that's exciting being small you know, so you know that we have we have a new a new sub genre of fan that has developed because of something we accidentally said. Hmm. We have the last five saying? minute crew. Oh yeah, there's a bunch of them too. I was surprised. The last five minutes. Hashtag. Crew. Yep. Hashtag. Yeah, they've been coming up to me at the gym. No kidding. They're like, hey, I'm last five minutes. We had a bunch of people on the YouTube feed too. Comment, hey, last yeah, five minute commenting. crew. Yeah, I had a guy message me on Instagram. And he's like, hey, I'm a uh, last five minute here. I just wanted to ask a question. And he like threw a question at me. Nice. So I was like, that's oh, awesome. This is cool. Yeah. You know, you, you know what's so funny that happened like that happened to me this weekend that stunned me about the show. Um, I'm on the phone with my mom, and she goes, "I like having Scott on." I go. <laughs> I go, you watch the show? She goes, yeah, every episode. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, hi, Dusty's mom. Thanks for watching. I appreciate your support. Yeah. I, I, had, was, I was stunned. I'm like, I, I was shocked that, A, she knew that. B, she even, I didn't even know she knew we had a show, let alone watched it. I was like, what are you oh, talking about? I'm glad, I appreciate that, Mom. My, uh, <laughs> out of nowhere, too. My mom used to. My mom used to listen to Bodybuilding Nerds Radio, and I didn't think she listened to any of the shows now. But she was over the other day, and she said something randomly. And she's like, the, the guy 
The guy told that story about the guy who injected something into his penis. She was like, that sounded awful. <laughs> so my mom apparently watches the show, too. <laughs> Everyone's going to oh, watch me start filtering oh, the shit out of myself. Yeah. We can't talk about that stuff ever, anymore, guys. <laughs> ever, ever, like, I honestly don't give a second thought that anyone watches this. Do you know what I mean? Sure. And then yeah. it, it, like, when people come up and, like, say stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, right. I guess the reality is that. I could be saying stuff that these people are hearing <laughs> and uh, you know, it's kind of funny. Like people say stuff at the gym and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like members watch this. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's a process going on from now on as you speak, you know, they'll go back like a hundred episodes and hear me talking about like, yeah, so I'm smoking weed at the porn awards. <laughs> <laughs> Very professional. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so yeah. You know, you say stuff. I, I got a guy at my gym. He's got a hunting podcast. Hmm. And uh, he's like a big deal hunter. And, um, you know, he's like one of those guys that goes on like two week, like, treks to yeah. come back with something, you know, like those guys. And um, and he was just saying, I just was talking about his podcast. And he was just saying how, you know, the, the thing with the two hour talk is that you can't fake it for two hours. So no. you you will inadvertently say things that are kind of personal that you wouldn't say in like a three minute interview. Right. You know? Right. And you just slowly <laughs> drop all these nuggets out over time and you just wind up kind of accidentally telling everyone a whole bunch of stuff about yourself that <laughs> you would have never ever told any of them. Yeah. And uh but that's also what makes you sort of more relatable and it's kind of why the podcast is such a crazy thing right now because everyone's got right. something that they can kind of relate to, you know? Yeah. You know, everyone's watching somebody right now. I mean, who's not watching a podcast? Right. You know, fucking everybody. Besides me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Besides, I'm like the I'm like the only one. I'm like, I do watch Rogan every now and then. Right. If Ron right, tells right. me a story from a Rogan podcast, it cost me cost me four hours of my life to watch the one story that I already knew was on it. I'm like, why yeah. do this? Right. Right. I'm watching him more now that he pissed off CNN. So that's cool. Yeah, I like how they're they're suddenly talking about how, you know. He, I mean, can he sue CNN for that sort of thing? It's just so crazy. It's all so nuts. Every single headline now is is bullshit. It's, yeah. it's bizarre to me, you know. It's um. In fact, there was this like, there was this story on the news the other day, and it was these people protesting something, right? But all the other news channels were calling them anti-vaxxers. Right. And then this one channel was like, oh, they're, they're mandatory vaccine protesters. Hmm. They're not anti-vaxxers. <laughs> right? It's the complete they're, they're, opposite. They're, right. They're not anti-vaxxers. They're anti-mandatory vaccine protesters, right? And all the comments were like, I don't even know what to do with this. This is real journalism. <laughs> and then the next, the next comment is like, I can't even believe what I'm watching. This is actually an unbiased story. And then the next comments, like I had to like check what channel this was from because I didn't even fucking. This blows my mind. Like everyone was so shocked that there was like an unbiased 
just sort of like story presented. It was so funny. It was just a two minute news clip, but I just watched like five that were all sensationalized. And then this one came up from like a, a pretty main station here. It's not like a fringe station. And it was like unbiased and mild. And the truth. And, and yeah, like, you know, the truth usually lies in the middle, right? And it was just kind of right down the middle. And everyone in the comments noticed. They were like, what the fuck? I, I don't even know how to process this accurate, unbiased story. Like, we're just so, uh, we're shocked when we see neutral news. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you know, that's not a problem at all when you're, everyone's blown away. They're like, wait a minute. This is accurate. There wasn't an agenda. So I need to process a, first. Yeah, and it reminded me. And then also, I saw Fuad made a post the other day about like, you know, people basically posting like a fake image when in reality they're not actually doing that. You know what I mean? We've talked about that many times. It's kind of a common problem with, you know, social media, and um, mm-hmm. and you know, you know how a lot of people who maybe aren't as fast to pick up on how fake it is they fall for it and yeah. i mean that's why some that's why some coaches have 300 clients because they're just really good at marketing and saying the right things and and uh you know so it's just it's it's interesting to see that i think the public is going to come out of like you know not just the last year and a half but the last like 10 years i mean social media has been interesting i think the public is slowly going to is slowly getting better at realizing that everything is a marketing image, you know? Like, it, it is funny because I, I joke about that all the time. I'll, I'll create a lie at the house. It's just a terrible lie. I saw that on the internet. It's got to be true. I mean, right. if it's on the internet, it's a fucking fact, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so know. anytime I'm in I trouble, know. I just lie my ass off and say I saw it on the internet. We're good. I saw it on I'll the see. internet. I saw it on the internet. What about you, Scott? What's going on with you? Uh, I uh, I got something I think you would like to to find out about. Actually, I sent you a video uh, the day after I got it. So we discussed last week was my birthday, and I have editing, so I can I can edit this out where people can't actually see it. But I got a uh, I got a new a new a new gun. I needed a full size pistol, Ron. I needed the the full size because the other one was too small to really. I can point this at you because you're not really here, you know. But right, uh, right. It's technically not. Yeah, yeah. I don't take offense either. I kind of get a bit of a thrill out of it. You know? <laughs> don't, don't blow up the show, please. Yeah, need this. Yeah. But yeah, I feel it's like I'm in an action movie. Computer. Yeah, the you can get a nice purchase on this. It's because it's a full size handle versus the other one was kind of like more compact, more for you know going out. Uh, on the town, like date day, this is more like every day Come on, in Detroit. Say it. it was a bitch gun, eh, kind of man, but it still held like sixteen rounds. So it's like that's a lot. <laughs> your hand, your hand is the problem. Yeah. What what is that? What what ex- you gotta explain what you're what you're actually holding. Okay, we got a Glock forty five here, so it has the shorter slide with the full size. The term they use in guns is purchase. You get a full purchase on that handle. And then I put this Trigicon SRO, which is a, a red dot optic. So I'm freaking pumped. And I think I'm going to get into some shooting competition. This, like, I'm going to prepare for it. I've been, I put 4,000 rounds through my guns this year so far. And I think that I'm going to focus on 
actually trying to compete just for fun. What are you, you know? What are really? you using for awesome. ammo when you're doing 4,000 rounds? That's, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. I, uh, I try to go cheap. You know, I've been using just like whatever I can get range ammo, but it's, it's cheaper. I mean, it's nine millimeters, so it's not going to be super expensive, but we're still talking, uh, maybe I pay three fifty for a thousand rounds. So it's not, you know, if you look at it as like, yeah, if you look at it, like you're going to spend money on something, then I guess I'm spending money on that, you know? So yeah. you've been shooting a nine millimeter, but that's a forty-five, is what you're saying. No, no, I, I should say this is model forty-five. Glock wants to oh, make it confusing. Okay. Yeah, model yeah, forty-five. Like, oh, Glock! I thought oh, Glock has a forty-five now. Oh, they okay. do have a forty-five. Yeah, but the yeah, yeah. the nine, it's a it's a nine, uh, and it's uh, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of this is their newest. This is their generation five. So uh, I'm going to do some more stuff. I need to get a threaded barrel next so I can put the silencer on it, and uh, get some. Uh, suppressor height sights, so they look kind of cool. But yeah, this is uh, this has been my new fun. And next week, this time, I'm going to be in Canada. Oh, you coming to see us? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to be like on the other side of the country, but you know, in Ontario. Yeah, he's, but, yeah. He's we're, going we're, north we're, like 45 minutes, technically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Windsor. <laughs> <laughs> Driving across the bridge. That's how I feel, that's how I feel yeah. about uh, Canada in general, though. People are like, you ever go to the country? I'm like, not that often. Like, you go to Canada all the time. I'm like, it's like just a drive. It's the same. No. Yeah. Now here's 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 an interesting. I believe this is a fact. I'm going to say it as if it's a fact. Scott can confirm. Okay. I think one of the interesting things about the area that you live in isn't Windsor technically south of Detroit. Technically, yes. You have to go yeah. south across so the Detroit go River. Down, to yeah. Go to Canada, yeah. Because the states kind of comes up, and Canada's kind of below it. Yeah. On that little hook there, I yeah. avoid that's that though. A that's a trivial pursuit question, to be honest. I avoid all that, and I go to the Blue Water Bridge in Port Huron, Sarnia. That's uh, less traffic up there. There's not. I guess from what I understand, the Ambassador Bridge and the Windsor Tunnel are the. That's the biggest. Uh, border crossing Land crossing yeah yeah so i try to avoid all that yeah. nonsense that's that's where paul works right yes yeah yeah he said it's the busiest land crossing in north america yeah i've seen uh like tv shows where they're like you know how they have like the shows where they're like this is how drugs are smuggled type thing and they do those shows at that bridge because yeah of, border it, security yeah. yeah yeah that that show there's a that canadian show gets filmed um at that that location the windsor spot they use a lot they use pearson airport in okay. Toronto a lot and then they film a lot in vancouver out here at our airport and and our border crossing out here huh. so there's uh all those episodes are kind of like Sometimes I've seen guys, I'm like, that guy pulled me once. <laughs> <laughs> or i like, hey, I know that guy. Like there was one guy that, that used to train at our gym once in a while. And he was like a guard at the airport. So I'd see him once in a while. And he'd just wave me through. Hey, how's it going? Because he knew I was just traveling with you. And he's like, whatever. Yeah. And um, so I'd see him on TV occasionally. But yeah, I haven't been over That's there in almost a year. So okay. how long does it take to get over typically? Like to over the border, it depends. I don't yeah. know what the traffic's gonna be like now, but I usually try to time it where it's a time when like nobody will be there. So if I'm lucky, it's fifteen twenty. If I'm unlucky, it's a half hour. Put it that way. If oh, I'm yeah, if I'm really lucky, nobody's in line because it's like the sun's just coming up. 
Well, I'm oh, wow. I'm heading out That's... to Toronto this weekend. Oh. So this, yeah, for nationals. So I got to go out oh, there. Oh, yeah. And see, uh, see how that show goes. So that's going to be fun. I haven't been out to Toronto for, you know, been a couple of years now. Shit. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> so, so Dusty's weird. been flying all over the state. Right? Fucking moving yeah, and driving. I, I and... found that flying during COVID was nice because no one else was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed you know? uh, the prices reflect that. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah there was, a, there was a period there i was like doing round trips for under 100 bucks no kidding denver i'm like oh that's cool <laughs> i'm yeah. i'm very happy Easy. too because my my air canada points or whatever the fuck um they normally you have to travel a certain amount to keep them but they just let all of the elite people keep their points because you know it was a fucked up period of time time yeah so I, I got to like keep all my upgrade uh, points and stuff. So uh, I, I just bumped my flight up to first class to, to go to Toronto and stuff without having to pay anything. And it was like, so I still have all my points from like two years ago. So it's cool. That's awesome. I didn't lose them. I like Air Canada. So yeah, it's a love hate relationship. I yeah. With them. Yeah. They have the, 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 yeah, I like it. I, it it's like they're classy. They're Canadian. They're rated. They're yeah. rated one of the best airlines in the world. And they always have the t- good, good TVs. Letter Kenny. I can just kick back, you know. Watch you a bunch that. of new planes too. Yeah. You know, and so what you do is you get Seat Guru. It's an app on your phone. Did I tell you guys this? You get yep. Seat Guru. Dusty needs to know this though. Yeah. So here's what I'll you do. You get class. the app Seat Guru. Oh. I learned this. I learned <laughs> this from. Uh, this will still help you though, Dusty. So. You look at your flight, let's say your, you know, your flight, my flight to Toronto is like, you know, flight 104 or whatever. And you look it up on SeatGuru and they tell you, they're like, oh, that's a Boeing 7 this. This is the map. This is the seat that you're in. And here are any reviews of that seat that other people might want you to know about. Huh. No kidding. And, and you look and they'll be like, headphone jack doesn't work. TV's kind of broken. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> or 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 there'll be like a red line around the seat and they'll say this seat doesn't recline. Huh. And they're like, oh well fuck, I'm glad I knew that. Yeah. And and then also too, it's handy because you don't want to use upgrade points to go to first class if it's a small plane and first class is just like a slightly bigger normal seat. It's just yep. ahead of you. The, like short, four the short flights fuck you on that all the time. Yeah, but sometimes you check and that flight happens to be a big fucking plane with real business class and it's the same amount of points to upgrade. So you fucking upgrade for sure because you get a pod, you know, like, you know, you're loving life. So SeatGuru is a great app. I use it all the time. Now, now that's a shot through the roof. My mom's going to get that now because she watches the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that that's, uh, that's actually a great thing. You know what's crazy is I, um, I wasn't kidding. I, I started doing first class just upgrading, and, and now it's, it's terrible in coach once you realize. Like, e- even with COVID, like, they don't fuck with me as bad about my mask or anything. I'm like, I like this. You guys treat people totally different up here. So I just, I just buy it, though, after the fact. I buy my flight and then upgrade for money unless it's just retarded. I'm like, I'm not rich. Fuck off. That's too much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what is your uh, – you guys want to talk about the Arnold? Hmm. Pull, I gotta, I'll yes. pull it up. I want to see what's going on with that. I need to see the – I'm trying to get the competitor list. 
I think Ian's there. I had it and then I fucking lost it. So this is, I think this is the most recent. I got it. Yeah? All right. So let's let's say a little bit about each guy. So the list I got has 14 names on it. Is that what you have, Dusty? I only have 12, but yes. Who am I missing? Okay. I'm, I got 12. So we got Lionel Biecki. Got him. <clears throat> what's your What's your thoughts on Lionel Biecki overall? Uh, uh, on Instagram, he's phenomenal. Um, in real life, I, I just you you reach a point where someone is so consistently off that you. Like he gets beaten by guys that he should never lose to because he doesn't come in on. So, so this, like, I, if he ever came in on, I think he could win the whole fucking show. He's nuts. Yeah. So isn't so I I might be out of the loop here. Um, but he he found out he was diabetic, right? And then right after he found out he was diabetic, he like nailed a couple of shows. I seem to remember that because he like, like you know I guess that would have been information you need to know, right? And and I well he's qualified for the O, so he must have. You know, I can't remember what show he won. I don't either. But uh, but I've always thought he was absolutely unbelievable, but just had problems with consistency, like you said. You know, what about you? Know, you know what I'm talking about, Scott? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Honestly, I'm looking at the list. He was diabetic. He's one of the people I know the least about. I think uh, on on the list here. But no, I didn't know that. I mean, I I believe you. Well, I think I'm right. I mean, I might be fucking wrong. Maybe you're making stuff up. (laughs) Listen, I appreciate you creating a lie for him on why he keeps missing. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but for real, he is. I think he's one of the most talented bodybuilders on the planet. But if you if when it just doesn't come together for so you know how you like for a while. I mean, years ago, I was like, you're waiting. Like, oh, he's just gonna find it, and then after a while, you just kind of forget. But he could eventually pop through. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. It's crazy, but. God, I wish I could remember who I was talking to. But back in the day when I was uh, sponsored by Flex Magazine, that, that's what happened with Roden. Like when he won his first pro show, uh, he was a Flex athlete, and they were out covering the show, and uh, Robbie Durand was with them at the time. And he, he messaged one of the photographers. He's like, how's the show looking? And uh, he goes, Sean's going to win. And Robbie, who sponsored them, goes, Sean who? Like it didn't even register in his brain because he was – just not in the mix. And that was when Roden and uh, Aceto had just started. And of course, now you look and you're like, when has he ever not nailed it? Right. right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it could happen um, is my point. I, w- I would love to see him start winning, but uh, you got to see that first one to believe it can happen. So we got Bonac, who's already an Arnold champion. We got Max Charles. Who's Soon better and better every show. Yeah, Max Charles getting better. Soon Chuli, I'm excited to see him. He's a great bodybuilder. Yep. Mohammed El Iman. Um, he's good. Uh, Kuklo. So, if you're thinking of guys who could win this, I mean, Bonax already won it. Can Kuklo, Kuklo can win, win Arnold? Right. Yeah. Cedric. Sure. Cedric's Cedric can already win. won an Arnold. <laughs> Hassan, who's yet to be peeled, peeled. Yeah. Yep. Right, some of the most incredible Certainly. legs I've oh, ever seen in my life. I just want to see him shredded. Yeah, and then you got Sergio, mm-hmm. and then you got Justin Rodriguez. 
He looks. I, he just sent uh, sent me pictures yesterday. Um, he's he's going to be the best he's been all year by a long shot. And that says so, a lot, then, because he's been yeah. fantastic already. Yeah, he 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 made some tweaks, even to how he's hitting some of his shots. His side chest is wacky right now, so I'm oh. I'm excited to see him. I think you're going to see he's going to land the top five for sure. Which this isn't a small show, so that's saying a ton in this lineup. But I'm I would looking be stunned at, if he's not in well, the top five. Well, I'm having a hard time picking a top five because then, well, I mean, you get Sergio, Justin, and then you get Ian. I mean, duh. Akeem, and then and then Keem, and then Nick Walker. Yep. And then Roly. So I'm just thinking, like, when's the last time the the lineup for the Arnold was this ridiculous? I'm, you know. I mean, this I is think a the lineup for Arnold is always ridiculous, to be honest. But this is. I mean, okay, so so you you have to put you you got to pick a first place right now. Who is it? Jesus. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, let me ask you guys I mean, this: Can Bonick is Bonick going to be able to hold up and repeat? First of all, I mean, because he's been really successful at the Arnold, you know, I, yeah, top competitor I mean, there. I don't think you can ever count him out. Isn't he a two-time champion? I believe so. Time. Yeah, he's. I, I mean, I, he's up there. I mean, he's always or the last few years been really high. I feel like the safe money is on him. Like if 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 you were if you were putting your uh, your life savings on it, just knowing what he's done, huh. that would be your your bet. Um, but if, if you're looking but at there, the Olympia a, placings, yeah, hmm. but there's it's also still hard to. I feel like some of these, like Bonac, in my opinion, is 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 awesome, but he's kind of been the same awesome. Whereas a lot of these other guys are shooting upwards, which starts to change the game. You know what I mean? Well, it's not I, like he I, needs any more muscle. <laughs> I keep I keep looking at this list and the like the the three names that jump out at me the most on mm-hmm. this list are Bonac because he's you know, defending yeah. champ. Is he defending? Did he win yes. last year? I'm so fucked yes. up. Like yeah, that. yeah. And uh, and then Ian, because Ian is clearly doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> and then the Akeem, bodybuilder for sure. And then and then Akeem. Akeem's the name the name that jumps out at me. Um, I could say Akeem doing I just, it. I mean, you know, looking at Olympia placings and. Looking at sheer size and freakiness, yeah. um, those are the names that are jumping out at me for like the top three. And if I had to pick two more, I mean, Jesus, I'm sort of thinking Kuklo and Rodriguez. Yep, I, I mean that. Kuklo's been up there. You know, if you look at the quality of his his you know his history, I would say Kuklo easily was, in that top easily in that an, top five. He was enormous uh, in that Texas show. Pull. pull seven pounds off of him and i and i think it's a game changer that's plenty of time right. too, to do that you know i mean right that that would be i think because that's the one thing you don't realize how big steve is until you stand next to other dudes that are big yes that's so and true you're like holy shit he is massive i mean you know ian is a monster and i did feel like in, at that texas show when he stood next to steve i was like god Damn, Steve is huge. And then I, you know, I text Gina. I'm like, "What is Steve at?" And I think she said like 290. And I'm like, 
I, I don't blink at that thought. I'm like, yep, that, that makes sense. <laughs> Steve was definitely, definitely the biggest guy in the front relaxed. Yeah. Like the widest, biggest guy. He had kind of had that cutler look in the front relaxed where you're like, oh, he's wider than everybody. But yeah, agreed. Just crazy. I'm fun. excited. I, I would love to see him come in nasty. And I mean, I'll be honest, if, if I could pick, I would love to see him come in and win because I'd like to see him do the Olympia. Right. Yeah. I you guess know. winners winner gets us winner gets a spot, eh? Yeah, so, so that's I mean, truthfully, like that that alone is why I'd love to see him win because I'd love him to do the Olympia. And then that would give him and Ian their third go of the year for the tiebreaker. Yeah. As much as I love Roly, based off of what he, where he came in so far this year, I don't think he could do it. You know, I don't think he could be the Roly that we want to see. In fact, uh, uh, John Meadows, rest in peace, said the same thing when we did our New York Pro wrap up. He was like, we we both were like, Roly is one of our favorite people, and you want to see Roly just get up there and you know crush everything. But he came in smaller this year. And he mm -hmm. wasn't as lean, and I don't think that he has enough time to fix those things by the Arnold, you know? Right. Now, what what do you think about Nick? Because, I mean, obviously, you know, Nick has what it takes to win win a show, but is he ready to win an Arnold? Is he going to surprise everyone, be top three? Is he going to – what's he going to do? To me, no. Um, and the reason is because he didn't come in off when he won the New York Pro. It wasn't like you were like, oh, well, he was, you know, he needed to lose five more pounds. He would have really nailed it. Like, he did really nail it. Um, mm -hmm. So, in this lineup, really I just won don't, that show. Yeah, I just don't think it's time yet in this lineup. I think eventually he could be there. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, this lineup's just, it's, it's, Nick is a freaks, freaks, freak. Um, but I still think there comes an issue when you also start to add frame to it, you know. So it's one of those things where you don't realize how big other people are until you see their frames. I mean, we've talked about this, like you said, with Cutler. Like, he's gen his bone structure is so wide. I don't think most people realize until you would see him next to everyone else. You're like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. I would love I think, to see but it. He'll be but... really right on the edge of the top five, I think. And he could sneak into the top five. But I think the top three, this is, I can't see him beating – Akeem, Ian, Steve, Bonac, you see what I'm saying? Like that list is, those are heavy, heavy hitters. So we'll see. I'd love to be wrong. Okay. Be fun. Yeah, I think top five would be a good, that would be a very respectable placing for him in this particular lineup. If he could hang with those guys and take everybody else out. I mean, heck, that means he'd be taking out Sergio. He'd be taking out Cedric. He'd be taking out Max Charles. You know, they, these are some really good competitors that he would be beating, you know, taking out Roly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Somebody asked if we'd get Cedric on the show. I would love. I'd love to have Cedric on the show. Yeah. I think we lost Dust. Okay. I think Dust so is that's, gone. So that so they want they want Cedric, and they want Nathan. And they, they there was a bunch of people. They also said Steve Kuklo. Uh, they said Leroy. They want Leroy on there. I guess that's Leroy Davis. Here's Dusty's back. Oh. We got gotcha. you. I'm back. 
Yeah, they wanted Leroy guys. Davis. They they wanted a they had a, it was a good. Of course, they want to see James again. Everybody wants to have James back on the show. You know, you're a, a fan favorite when you have your, essentially your own show that you're on every week, and people still want you on another one. <laughs> That's awesome. I'd love to have James on it. That's probably for me out of 104 shows, he's he's top one or two for me when we had him on. Each time. <laughs> He was so we, some, we should do, we we some do round three. Questions or what? Yeah, let's do. Let's. I want to. I want to do some YouTube questions, Scott. I want to see what they. Got. All right. Cool. Cool. We actually had one that was an observation. Let me see if I can find this one. It was oh, no. an interesting observation, <laughs> and I wanted to oh, an bring observation. The, yes. Okay. Here it is. This is. Uh, this is from Kenneth Kidd. I can drop it up here on the screen too. Um, he says he always watches to the end. No request, uh, but he wanted to say to Scott, and it, it, that's is that Hawaiian? Yeah. Uh, happy birthday, yeah. basically in Hawaiian. Yeah. Uh, and he says, uh, "Get this." He says, uh, "Have a great birthday." Dusty used to do the Yorkie head tilt when <laughs> thinking about something that goes hmm. And I, I've seen that. I've seen you do that, Dusty. And he says, uh, "But post accident." doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> that is, that's the most phenomenal thing I, I've someone ever noticed in my life. I know, right? Uh, I didn't get the end of his statement, but he said uh, he loved that he loves Harvey and Donna so much that he would mimic them. And that is a Yorkie thing, isn't it? The Yorkie like, head tilt. See, here's, here's the, the mistake that he's making. What's that? He thinks that Dusty is mimicking the dogs, but Dusty actually likes Yorkies because they act like him. <laughs> Valid. Valid. Valid point. He now noticed that you, know, they, you know if my head ever Dusty turns, head I'm going to catch it in my brain. I'm going to go, oh, I did go. that. Right, right. But apparently you, it's not going to happen. You don't do it anymore. Brain is off. That's you know, of all the things I could have lost, that was it. Yeah. I would have liked to have lost some of my bad shit, the blinking, the fucking God damn. <laughs> The incorrect okay. use of English language would have been nice. Here's another one. Yes, yes. Another, this is Damon. He says he also makes it the last five minutes. He said, I had a question for y'all. Uh, and I was a former client of Ron's, by the way. Oh, yeah. Damon. Way to leave yeah, him, Damon. Damon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, I've been in lockdown for like three, four months. Uh, gyms seem to be opening back up in a month or so. How do I get myself ready to get back in the gym? And what approach should I take from day one in terms of programming and diet? Just get back to what you were doing. Um, he yeah. trained super hard. He, he sort of had that, you know, high intensity DC sort of style of training. I would just get back in there and just get quality sets. Don't worry about your weights at all. Just go train hard and you'll figure your weights out in the first two, three weeks. And then you just start progressing back up in your weights and just eating your food and, and just be mindless about it because it's just, it's just rinse and repeat until your body weights back up and everything's back. It'll, there's no use at all in overthinking it or fussing it hmm, at all. Yeah. Save yourself all the stress. Just get back to what you're doing. Agreed. You know, just, you know, you should be excited to do it. And if you're anything like me, you'll literally be one day back into it and you'll be like, okay, we're back at it. Yeah, right. Back, back to you my normal I mean? life. Yeah, one day back in, you're like, okay, we're good. Structure's set up, everything's ticking, 
and you just like let it happen. That's my advice. I guess Dusty has a little bit of a layoff experience recently, so he could add. I mean, that, that's exactly what I did. You just go. The only thing I would change is make sure when you are reestablishing your numbers, don't let. I, and he, I don't know him, so but a lot of people make the mistake of, for example, let's say the rep range they're shooting for is twelve to fifteen. They mentally prepare to fail in that fifteen range and understand when you're bouncing back. What you get one week, and then even if you're doing everything the exact same every week, the next week could be drastically stronger. So yeah. you just have to factor that in, which is not normal for the rest of your career. Like when you're coming back, I literally will grab a bar and go, oh, let's see where we're at. I mean, so two weeks ago behind the neck press, I got 13, three plates for eight plus two assisted. Then the following week I did 15 by myself. Like you're not yeah. getting those changes typically. So you just need to mentally make sure during your set you're like, no, there's just there's more in the tank. But other than that, yeah, I just, you know, I've never understood the idea of stepping into the pool when you can jump into the deep end. And just see what the fuck happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just get going. It's a good question though. You know, day one. All right. Let's see what else we got. <laughs> First thing you should do is call Ron and get back on his program. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Money. All right. Uh, okay. Z. We got another one here from a last five minute. I guess they all are because we didn't tell them to ask questions until the last, you know, the last five minutes. Right. So yeah, exactly. okay. Uh, what is your favorite ever item of bodybuilding clothing? Mine is Tom Platt's shorts that came out in the late '80s. I swear my legs got bigger wearing them. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. I never saw those. Did you guys seen Tom Platt shorts? Because no, I would totally no. buy those. No. I never saw Tom Platt shorts. My favorite item of bodybuilding clothing ever has to be, it would, it would be back in the 90s, early 90s, mid 90s, the Gators Gym boat neck shirt. <laughs> the sweatshirt oh, yeah. that had the big boat neck cut yep. into it. You should bring that back. And the, your traps would stick out of it. And then you wear the string tank top underneath with the narrow, yeah. so that the strings are narrow on the neck and the whole trap then sticks out and goes down <laughs> into the sweatshirt. And then when you're you know, 20 years old and you're shrugging five plates and you have massive traps, it looks pretty cool. And then, uh, and then you pair that with a pair of like, you know, OG baggy pants with a big hammer crotch in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you tuck them into your socks. You tuck them into your socks. <laughs> yeah. What, what do they call those it. socks they had back then? Like the scrunchy ones that were like big. Yeah, like the sweat socks. It's called like, like workout socks. Yeah. yeah. You got the big like wool socks and you tuck the the ones that look like wool socks, but they're not really that hot. And you yeah. tuck the fucking sweatpants into them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Ron sounds like he's describing a Halloween costume. Yeah, pretty well, much. Well, it is, it is literally a Halloween costume now. I like wore it for Halloween a couple years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. What about you, Scott? Man, I'm trying to think of something that I had. A, I had a powerhouse gym shirt from that I really liked. That was like my first piece of bodybuilding clothing and it was one of the like the old actually when i say one of the old no it's the exact same shirt that powerhouse sells today basically but 20 <laughs> plus years ago you know they they still had the same thing um i don't know i go through faces like i bought a i bought this camo hoodie from gold's venice when i was out there compete i did a show in los angeles like 
it was just a state level competition, you know, and uh, like a qualifier. But I was like, you know what? If I'm competing, why don't I travel and make a trip out of it? And uh, friend and client Andrea Watson. We just, by the way, she's also she just won the overall at the Arizona uh, Women's oh, Extravaganza. Yeah, she oh, yeah. kicked yeah. ass or transitioned to bikini. So I stayed out there, hung out with her, and I went to Gold's and I got that hoodie. And for like six months or a year, I loved it. It was like the coolest thing ever. And now I don't, I feel like a lot of that stuff, like I don't care about anymore. You know what I mean? Like you get something right, and right. then you first get it and you're like, damn, I'm so pumped to have this or, you know. So I, I remember when Blood and Guts came out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember the leg day segment, Dorian wears a big powerhouse t-shirt. Yeah. Yes. And it's really long. It like hangs down like almost to his knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got the, the sleeves are actually slit just at the seam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it just looks, it's just fucking big and huge on him, but you can still tell he's got like, he just looks crazy thick in it. Right. And uh, I remember right after I saw Blood and Guts, um, I got my hands on a fucking like triple X powerhouse t-shirt. Hell yeah. And, and it was like the same shirt. I put it on and it hung down like way past mid thigh on me. Like it was super long. Yeah. And it was kind of snug everywhere, but long in the sleeves, you know, it was like, yep. it was the same shirt. I was like, this is the same shirt Dorian's wearing. And that was my fucking leg day shirt for like three years straight. I would always train legs in that shirt. And it just eventually got where it just, like it was white. And eventually I just couldn't get it white anymore. Like it was just it was so yellow. Fucking, so nasty. Yeah, like yeah. I'd fucking wash it with every possible concoction I could to get it white again. It was just, <laughs> it was pretty bad. But that, that shirt, I'd put it on, I'd feel like Superman. Like God's fucking leg day, you know? It was yeah. stronger immediately, for sure. Yeah. You know, Victoria Victoria bought me a, a Mike Menser t-shirt uh, last year for my birthday. That's my current favorite article of clothing. That's What's it got on it? It's like a picture of him just standing there and and it says Mike Mensor. You like upper body oh. shot. Oh, that, okay, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Mine's easy. My, my mine is a West Coast iron hat. Rest <laughs> in peace. That the, I believe the, you. You say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. cuz I cuz I wore it that long and now I've lo- I, I, that was my original and it, you know, is now in a river somewhere cuz I am a moron. Um Wait, what and did then, you do? He lost. My, he lost a West I Coast lost iron hat it. in a river. I, I ju- so I was floating a river, and some people got caught behind a tree, and they were not getting out of there. Yeah. So I just bailed off of my wrap or my uh, tube, thinking I was going to hit the ground. Yeah. There was no ground. Oh, <laughs> so you went down. So I sunk. Like I mean, to give you an idea, once I realized I was sunk. I was like, screw it. And I just pushed up to see how far. I still didn't hit the ground. I was like, all right, this is deep as shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Came up, moved them. And I mean, I almost popped their tubes and left them to drown after I lost my hat. I was pissed. <laughs> like it was their fault that I'm a moron. But uh, so that and then uh, same thing, Ron. JP sent me a uh, JP training uh, clothing shirt that's a 5X white for leg day. And I mean, even, I mean, I had it before I got sick. So it. At three oh five, it looked like my big brother's shirt. So I, that's my that's my leg day shirt for sure, and it's white also. So someday I'll be putting the show and I'll be like, "See, Ron, I see what you mean. It's yellow. It doesn't yeah work or it's anymore." Got blood stains on it. 
but yeah, that yeah. that one, and then I actually have a I have an honorable mention that you should know, Ron. But the uh, Lift to Kill Mutant, the yellow. Oh that yeah, that shirt just fit every person perfectly. Like that was a great shirt. Remember the material? Uh, it was just like yeah. Once it got it was, a little sweaty, it just clung to all the lumps and bumps on your <laughs> traps. But it was I so remember light, thinking, though, like seriously, like I'm telling you, Scott, that shirt was made of a material that doesn't exist. No kidding. Yeah, I don't. It's, it was the thinnest cotton. It was like it was awesome, and and uh, and I remember how good. I remember thinking that no shirt made my rear delts look more pumped. Valid. <laughs> you know, when you get a really good rear delt pump and they're sticking up behind you. Yeah. Just the way that shirt looked, it just like hung off the rear delts, like a curtain hanging down from your rear delts. It was just the coolest shirt. Yeah. Of course, they, Dusty they, was a master at cutting it up too, so that also yeah. enhanced. Well, I had both though because. It was nice, thankfully. George knew my love for that shirt probably because I wore it too much. And he yep. decided it was probably disgusting. So he gave me like four of them. So I had two yeah, well, cut we were, out, he was, three regular. <laughs> they were clearing out the warehouse that one day. And they were like, oh, yep. all these old Lift to Kill shirts that didn't get sold. And George is like, send all the triple X's to Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. The triple X was, a, was truly a four X because it yeah, fit oh, yeah. as baggy as all my clothes only a better material so yeah that was a classic yeah. bring it back george bring it back yeah yeah that shirt doesn't exist anymore dusty i know it's sad. Right. Yeah. i got i got one more over here and this is from caleb cruz uh he says awesome episode guys uh, it'd be really cool to see is this justin shire is that how you say oh, his yeah. name I justin shire him on instagram okay yeah. he says he's one of matt's new guys i, I i'm sure he means matt jansen uh, yeah, up and coming monster. Okay, yeah, hostile athlete. Uh, question: Are there any moments looking back where you wish you would have enjoyed life and e uh, excuse me and eased off of bodybuilding uh, for an event or a brief moment? Um, I don't have any regrets. Right, I just don't do that. I don't really do regrets. <clears throat> Um, but I do like to give this advice to other bodybuilders who are starting out now and coming up. And that is that you're capable of doing a whole bunch of normal stuff that you don't think you should be doing, but it's totally fine. Like bodybuilding is like software that runs in the background. Like, did you get your meals in? Did you get your sleep? Right. Okay. Well, you can still go visit your sister for an hour on a Thursday. Yeah. And you can still go if you're, you know, someone needs you to drop by to chat. About, like you, I don't know. I'm just trying to think like, you don't have to cancel everything is what I'm saying. Right. Yes. You should probably cancel the, the parties. If you're getting ready for a show. Yes. Getting ready for a show. There's going to be a whole bunch of time restrictions with added cardio to your day and you're busy and you're exhausted. And that's, that's it. But I think sometimes people, they, they like push too much stuff out. I think trying right. to stay normal actually makes the process easier, you know, and try to relax and, and, and just like, you don't have to be stressed out about everything all the time just cause you have a show coming up, you know, you don't have to be like always stressed about it. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you know, I was very single minded. Like I was like, you know, that live in a box thing, you know, mm -hmm. I was very like single minded and I don't think I had to be that single minded. I think I could have been way more, you know, way more able to do other things and still been just as good. Who knows? Maybe it would have made it better, you know? Right. So I, I mean, yeah, you gotta be disciplined and you can't be doing shit 
and you know, but should still be able to have a pretty normal existence while you're prepping. And that's why, like, as I did more and more shows, my friends would say stuff to me like, oh, you seem way more normal. I didn't even know you were dieting. Right. I'm like, yeah, I'm just better at it. You know, sometimes I think the first couple of shows, people are just like so fucked up by the diet process. It just, you know, it's tough. I like agree. it takes time to find that balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember like traveling to see my, my folks one time and, and everyone's like, oh, you have a show coming up? Like, you know, it used to be a big deal. Like, oh, can you eat this? Can you eat that? Yeah, but I was yeah. just like, make it, I was just like, I didn't even mention that I had a show coming up. You know what I mean? Right. So it just gets easier. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, I definitely have zero regrets. But also for some of us, I don't really, I'm not competing. I haven't competed in years. I still don't like doing things. So it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> well. There's that. Yeah. So I think that's, but you know, what you said is absolutely true. Like a lot of people think they need to shut their life off. I never had one, so it was easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm but kind I, of I with do, you. Like, yeah. You know, because I mean, literally, I think that that's the, the, what you're saying. That's the takeaway is there's no reason you shouldn't be able to live your life minus if you're a party freak or something like that. Normal the entire time. Because that's what I, I'm always blown away why people go, oh, I don't have time because I'm in prep for a show. And I'm like, or, or you're not even prep for show. They're just they're bodybuilders. And I was like, all right, so you train for two hours. You eat. It takes 15 minutes each time. You prep. Okay, what, what do you not have time for? I don't understand. You know, because I've worked, you know, when I owned the businesses at the end, I was doing at the retail stores 12-hour days, six days a week and prepping. for. Mm -hmm. I turned pro doing that. It's like there's plenty of time. I just don't think people realize that. They just choose not to, you know, like you said, Ron, I preferred being busy. I found it was harder to compete when I no longer had a job to go to because there was a lot more downtime. So there's right. a lot more time to realize that you were hungry or realize these things when you're busy. Like I just used to set alarms in my phone. They'd go off. I'd drop everything immediately, walk back, smash my food and then get back. Yeah. You know, and when you, and when you don't, you, you have all this time, which I think is terrible if you're a thinker like a lot of people stress about shows and stuff that's the worst thing you can do is have time to mentally masturbate to death yeah you know i i think one of the differences too um is is when i say i got better at it i think the main thing there is is where your mind is at while you're doing things so i know a lot of people competing and dieting will relate to this but let's say you're at let's say you have to go to something like your dad's birthday party, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, everyone's going to be there and, you know, maybe your cousin annoys you and your uncle always asks you questions and you just don't want to go and you're just like, ah, fuck. And you go to your dad's and the whole time you're mentally preoccupied with how you don't want to be there <laughs> yeah. and how you wish you could just go home and sit in front of a TV and just not talk to anybody and eat your chicken because you have two meals left and you don't have time for this shit and stuff like that. Looking back now, I know that that is a huge waste of your time. Mm, yeah, and it is. It's a huge waste of your energy. You'd be way better off just submitting to the process and, and having a positive mental state and just, you know, trying to, you know, act normal for a while and have a normal conversation and, and not be upset or annoyed at every single thing coming out of every person's mouth. You know, because I know what it's like to be in a room with normal people. 
when you're dieting, you're like two weeks out and you're in a room full of normal people and they're talking about normal people shit and you're thinking, <laughs> I can't believe how little I care about anything that's happening right now. And I totally understand that. But I think that that's, I think that you should work to overcome that. Yeah. That's, and I think that over time you sort of do. Like that's what I mean when I got better at dieting. Like people wouldn't think I was mentally distant. They'd be like, oh, you're like totally normal, you know? And that just came. But I, I think it's good to like strive to get there as soon as you can. You know, try not to take 20 shows to get good at it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, you know, so, what you, you get out of that too is I think that you get better at staying plugged in long term because you can only handle so much of that stress that you guys are talking about. And then the show ends and you're like, I just need a fucking break. You know, I, I'm sure both you guys work with people or have worked with people that are very serious. They're a hundred percent plugged into the prep. And then after the prep, you don't hear from them, you know? Yep. And yep. that's cause they can't do what they were doing. They can't do that for their entire life. They can do it for 16 weeks, you know, mm -hmm. but they can't do that for their entire lives. So being able to figure out how to make, that's going to help you figure out how to make it work, you know, and being able to think mm -hmm. how to, how to, you know, diet on the fly. I, I, one guy that I work with, a brand new competitor, we, uh, he, he was, it's really important for his, his wife to be able to have a cheat meal with him. Like, and I think for her, it's probably, more of the fact that she gets to have this time, you know, with her husband. I think they're married. And uh, I had to take the cheat meals away from him. So I think that can kind of cause a riff where, like, now they don't have that time together once a week type thing. And they got to deal with all the problems of life and their kids and all that. So I was like, listen, dude, you can still get food. You can still eat with her. You just don't have to eat, you know, shit. So yeah. he ordered, like, you know, grilled chicken and a salad. And got her the Indian food that she liked and then surprised her with it, which is like bonus points for him. You know what I mean? Because then she yeah. still got to have the date day. He got to spend the time with her and they can still carry on with life. It's like she doesn't have to suffer just because he's on a diet. And when you live like that, it's a lot easier to say, oh, yeah, OK, I can do this year round versus, yeah. well, I can't live my life not having date days anymore. You know? Yeah. Right. I I remember I had a client, every once in a while you have a client and you're like, oh, this guy is like teaching me something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I had this client one time who, he was like a master's guy, he was over 40 and he just wanted to do one show. He was one of those guys. My wife says I can do a show, you know, been lifted for 20 years, you know, it's time to do a show. Kids are getting older, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember they, they had like, you know, like an I don't know, he would have been like 10 years, 10 years old and like a 14 year old or something. And they would come to see me every two weeks because he lived like a little farther away. So he would come to see me to pose every two weeks and they'd bring like the whole family to be with him. And they'd all be super like into it and positive. Like huh. the kids would be like, look, look how ripped his legs are getting. And the wife would be like, we've been working on posing every night. I'm I'm counting 10 counts for every pose. And she was like part of the posing drill team. And and the kids were like totally into it. They were like, you know, come on, dad, you can hold it longer than that. You know, suck your belly in. Like they were totally into it. And, and they were all just full of smiles and saying they were having the most fun. Like I just, it was like one of those things you're like, wow, this family is like 100% positive all the time. How, how did, like, what's wrong with me? That's cool. <laughs> and and then after the show. Them. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. And then at the show, they were all there yelling for him, and they had signs. And he like won the overall, and he was like, "That was fantastic experience. The family loved it. I loved it. It was all good. The wife loved it. Damn. Never, but that's one show. I'm done." And I was like, wow, that was good. Because like, sometimes it doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, for sure. But they just managed it. I don't know. Like, they managed it perfectly. Like, I, it was like yeah. one of those things. I just, from observing it, I was just like, this is awesome. I wish everyone had this type of a positive experience with their first and only show. You know? Yeah. So, more lessons. Like, more like... uh the end of the prep. Uh, I'm sleeping on the couch. My wife's pissed at me because I want to quit my day job and work at the gym. Yeah. You know, <laughs> my kids think I don't love them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So does Dusty have any Instagram questions? I do. I'm trying. I mean, you know, what's crazy is I don't. I'm so picky about like how, how if they're if they're great. Well, that was my microphone jumping. Yeah. We didn't lose him though. He didn't disappear no, on us this time. Him. So that was a good that was all right. There we go. He's getting bigger. Right. He's starting to knock stuff off his yeah. table. <laughs> right. He got used to being small there for a bit. He doesn't have the same clearance anymore. There we go. You're getting bigger, Dusty. You can see it too. He's looking more filled out now. You can lean farther out of the frame and we can still see your shoulder. I, I really wish I could like take uh, you know, some sort of credit in being larger, but this thing just committed suicide. It just jumped off. It just fell. Like I didn't even, I just go, oh, there it goes. Is it, is it working again, Scott? We're good. good? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, back to my... I'm on a fucking streak <laughs> with throwing shit go. lately. I, I dropped a... Uh, I dropped a, a grill out of the back of my truck the other day, too. Ooh. So I'm on a roll. Don't worry, it didn't hurt my truck. Oh, that wasn't your concern. Sorry, that was the only thing. <laughs> what, do, I what do you mean like, a oh, grill, like a, bar- like a like a like a barbecue, barbecue or like yeah, oh, okay. yeah, barbecue, yeah, Dang. not good. I got a new one. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's see, let's see. Um, bum, bum, bum. Yes, yes. Oh, here we go. This is. I'm going to change the question. I'm going to read it, but I'm going to change it. Off season is your test ran high, thousand plus, or do you keep it lower and run other things higher? So just advice as opposed to your personal use. Um, what do you guys say with that? I mean, number one, a thousand is fucking silly. I don't know why everybody thinks that that's like average. But beyond that, do yeah. you run your test super high or do you lower it when you put other things in? Huh. Well, I mean, what I, what I would do now if I was doing it might be a little different. But I was always really like money conscious, right? I mean, the first half of my bodybuilding was done before underground labs were really a thing. Okay. So you were paying for pharmaceutical gear, you know, and test was always the cheapest. So you just spent most of your money on like Sustanon amps. And sometimes you do your entire off season with nothing but test. Like I did a lot of off seasons where I just took test only because that was just the only affordable option when, you know, a hundred megs of DECA is like $30. Oh God. It's like, Oh, well I can get, you know, a Sustanon 250 amp for $8. So right. it looks like we're doing a cycle of like, you know, <laughs> four or five Sust a week with nothing else. And we'll right. just get big on test. You know, that was kind of, but that was super common too. A lot of guys did that. 
and they, mm-hmm. they would just save all their anabolics. Like you get your hands on a bottle of Winstrol and you'd be like, oh, prep box, put it in the prep box, you know, <laughs> get your hands on like 100 Anavar tabs, you throw them in the prep box, you know, like nothing. You didn't use like that stuff off season as, as much. That's that's what I my experience was. And then, you know, later on, it became different because you had a, all this assortment of stuff you could choose from all the time. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, I would probably run, you know, probably less test and use more other things now. But, but back then it was a lot of test off season. Yeah. When, like right. very little else. But I mean, the what test would still, got? well, the test would still go up, right? And when you say less test, you know, you would still increase did you come off oh. let me ask you this did you come off in between cycles years and years ago when you were oh at, yeah all the okay time. okay yeah i always came off like i never cruised until i was like 38 years old like that okay. was like something i started in like whatever 2012 or something okay uh yeah because yeah i would think i would still increase both because they would both be you know that the test would be lower so even if it was like going to 500 test, 750 test, a gram mm. test, uh, yeah. I would, you know, I'd still, and then also too, I, I don't think this is as common now, or it's thought of as being like maybe a little bit old school was that, you know, the test is best idea that you would raise mm. the test and then add in something else, uh, to kind of modulate the effect of what you wanted, but basically basing your cycle around test. So it'd be like, you know, I'm going to run whatever six, I run 600 test and then it'll be like, add something else to it. So it'd be like 600 test, 300 DECA or whatever, you know, but I think the test would be the prime, the prime mover still, you know? Yeah. I always did cycles that were like, cause I was, I'm a big guy. Like I'm six foot one fucking big dude. So yeah, a thousand tests I would go to that would, you know, and, and I would run like, you know, just thinking back to what the costs were, like, you know, three cc's of EQ a week, and there were 50 milligram cc's. So it's right. only 150 EQ. So you'd run like a gram right. of test with 150 EQ. Damn. Right. So it's just different. And and then I'm like, nowadays I see cycles, guys are like, oh, I'm on 500 test and 700 primo. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, 700 <coughs> primo back then would cost you like, I mean, what's... 30 times seven. So $210 a week for your promo. Right. Starts to, starts to add up. So there just wasn't done like that back then. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the nineties was when like test was king in the nineties, man. Like just like, you know, you talked to all those guys. I remember Nasser telling me like 2000 tests a week and like, you know, everyone was doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I always think to myself when I hear crazy numbers, I'm not, I'm not even thinking health. I'm like, where do you put it? Like, yeah, that's, that's a logistical my, my mindset. I'm like, where does it all go? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm aware there's many spots to hit. But when you really think about it, that's always my knee jerk. When I see a giant cycle, I'm like, where did you put all that? Yeah. You know, because yeah. you can do it in the beginning. But after a while, as scar tissue builds and shit, like, I'm amazed at how many people just roll with that. Because I'm thinking, God damn, your body must just ache. From, I, from the tissue, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? I did at one time build up and I went to 700 trend ace per week. Right. Oh. And uh, I, I didn't start out that way on the contest cycle, but I, I, I ended up there thinking like, you know what, can I get harder and see what happens? And uh, like the last three weeks, that's where I was. Is Dusty frozen or is he just staring at me? I think he's in shock. I think he is. 
It's <laughs> really. I'm starting to feel bad about saying this. Uh, we'll get it. We'll get him back. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know why he has his his system has issues. I guess. But that's the perfect face for right now. Continue with uh, this. Okay. I'll continue the story. But yeah, it was every day, and that was logistically. I could never do that again. Like I have a hard enough time uh, taking a shot once a week at this point. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to do that. And then oh, here's Dusty. He's back. We got him. We got him back. Your face was frozen, like in uh, your look of shock. We thought like, you were just in shock for like a whole minute. Yeah, I was just I was mad at by when I because I saw it freeze and I was pissed. Yeah, but what all we saw was like. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, Dusty's re- I've, I've really disappointed <laughs> him. Go with <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of drugs. I ran up. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so so how did you feel on 700 trend? Like, what's the person feel like? Did you want to kill everyone? Or no. Or were you just no. like? I mean, like, the first time I ever ran trend, I, it, I felt, like, the aggression from it. But it, a decade later, it didn't really have that effect on me. So... It it wasn't it wasn't the the, the craziest thing you know uh, I mean and there's people who who obviously run more than that you know uh, but it was trend ace too so that was a CC every day that was uh it was a lot lats shoulders quads glutes uh, did you have someone fun. hitting hitting the shots for you or were you doing it I could do them I could do them I found that like if you take your arm and you put it up against the door frame and then you press this way. <laughs> You can get to yeah, your yeah, lap, yeah. you know. That's awesome. Crazy. That's always my thought process too. I'm like, well, then who does it? Which is how I feel about the glutes every time. I'm like, who did that for you? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm such a simple mind. That's funny. What about you, Dusty? Uh, you know, so this is. I always based off of tests too, um, but I. But I can say, and this is where I, my focus should be, is that everyone needs to, you got to kind of figure out what works for you. Um, in you know, so it's like, yeah, this is base information. But for example, you know, I talked to JP and he said, well, you know, when you go like DECA only cycles and stuff, your appetite's through the roof. You can eat more. Huh. And I am a huge proponent of making sure you can eat. Yeah. So that makes sense. Like if you can eat more and you can train um that makes is a very valid thing now i hate 19 norris but um it made sense to me so it's something i think that if i could go back i would have played with different options like that um because i think a lot like like ron said it's kind of old school so that's just what i was taught so that's what i always did um and i think that that's as as i've aged and been in the game longer it's a pretty normal answer to questions I do on my regular Q&A. When people are like, what do you do? I'll say what I do, and I go, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like it. So you should try different things and execute. So, you know, yes, I always based it. but um, And in the offseason, I don't really typically run a ton anyways. I was always a big believer in when I was competing every year, usually a couple times a year. Offseason was like test because I didn't want to be abusing my body. Because come prep time, I was knocking the shit out of it. Yeah, right. You know, so part of that was that that factor. Like after 2010, I was competing a multiple times a year, every year for seven years. Um, so that was the difference. Is it was really about health because I really did analyze my blood work constantly, and so running test low 
but but I would call it a cycle. Like I'd take 400 milligrams of test and call that a cycle in the off season because food was up and test was up, you know, but I couldn't be adding other things. And I've definitely never pressed. I've never pressed anything else high. Like 500 is the highest I've ever went on anything that wasn't test. Yeah. You know, so, and again, Similar not saying that's me. right. Yeah, just that's what I always did. And I had numbers in my head that I decided once I knew who I was in bodybuilding, I actually just put a fence on things. And I'm like, okay, I won't take more than this amount ever. And you could do that. Like both of you guys, you know, have genetics that are probably better than, you know, a lot of people, especially for muscle growth. That I think that for some people, there's going to be that thing where it's like maybe they aren't as cut out for bodybuilding. But in order to compete with a Dusty, they're going to end up using a lot more drug to catch mm-hmm. up type thing. You know, I think that yeah. there there is that. Whereas like you made a smart move because you didn't have to, you know. Like right. you could you could have done it. it might not have meant that you would have been better. Yeah, that, that's how I looked at it. Truthfully, was I said, if you know, if I push these numbers, will it put me at the next level? And if the answer would have been yes, then I might have done it. Hmm. So, all right, well, let's see what happens. But I, I, I'm just a realist. I could look and say this is more drugs will not take me to the next level. It hmm. won't change my frame. So there's no reason. You know what I mean? I think that that's something if I, you know, in life in general that most people need to work on is self-awareness. You have to be able to look at yourself and not be chasing that carrot so hardcore that you forget it's not your carrot. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that one's not for you. And I think that that's a mistake a lot of people make. I get it. Like, I love being competitive. And it's very difficult when you reach a level where you go, I'm just not competitive anymore. I compete with myself mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. And that way I could still enjoy, I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy bodybuilding now, but even for the years as a pro, like I'm no, I, I never went to a show like, man, I hope you that, get that win, you know, but I still enjoyed it cause I could push myself. Whereas I think if you get blinded, you also stop enjoying it cause you're going into win and then getting dusted. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's why I, you do see a lot of that. And Ron knows we, we've got friends that have done that. They push the envelope and you're like, in a lot of their cases, my, my, I don't want to, my thought process also, like you also can't, def- these are bad financial decisions, hmm. you know, cause yeah. I think you, a lot of people don't factor that in with their bodybuilding is, you know, like I, I get a lot of people that are like, Oh, well, you know, should, should I take growth? I have enough money and I want to step in and be like, do you also have investments? Yeah. Do you also you own, own a property. Do you like those types of things? Because if you are doing that and you have the money to add some growth, well, fuck it. Do your thing. Yeah. True Nutrition has supported our programming now for a number of years, and I'm super grateful for it because they believe in us and I believe in them. I'm sure you guys have heard of Dante Trudell. We talk about him on the shows. Uh, He had a vision of offering high-quality third-party tested supplements at a fair price. They have a ton of different protein powders, just about every type you could think of, literally thousands of flavor combinations. Hit me up if you're interested in suggestions. They offer health supplements. I use their collagen and their fish oil. And of course, they offer performance supplements. You can get bulk EAA powder or beta alanine. You can also get finished products like the Mountain Dog Perry MD Intra Workout. If you shop with True Nutrition and you use our code THINK, you'll get some additional savings, you'll get high quality supplements, and you will support our programming. 
You can also help to support the shows through Patreon. I appreciate everybody who's made a contribution. You guys are helping to keep me pumping these podcasts out. I have links to everything in the description. Check them out. Let me know what you think. And let's get back to the program. Anyway, on to the next. All right, I got the next question. This is an important question. Are you saying the other one? No, this is way more important. Because I think it's comical. The look Strat- on his face. He was so annoyed. No. <laughs> Listen, you're asking about body room. This guy wants to know the strategy to get sex. Huh. Oh. Strategy to get sex. Yes. I don't know. You just sort of go be around women and they throw sex at you. That- <laughs> That's Ron's skills right there. That's his strategy. Well, that is true. You do have to be around women. So that is that is a start, right? Step one, isn't it? Well, don't you just send them messages like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, isn't that how you just hey, what's up? And then they just, you just like three pictures and wait for things. Yeah, to you could like three pictures and then they just send you naked shots. I thought that was the that was how it culture. worked. I don't know. Yeah, I I love these because I I, I read that and I'm like. Nobody has a like. No one says like, "All right, go time to go to phase phase C of the deal closing." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My take is, if you need a strategy, you're not going after the right girls. Huh? Huh. I don't know. Right? There's that. The girls. I think. Yeah. Well, Dusty's like. Dusty's like. Well, if. If you don't want to lie to them, then yeah, you could try just being, being yourself. <laughs> I would never recommend being yourself. That's terrible advice. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is not going to get it done for you. No, you know what's crazy though is uh, I am blown away because I get these questions a ton, and I'm like, shouldn't you just act normal and eventually something will come along? But I do think that what you said, Ron, is what people do. Like I'm blown away even on my Instagram where not not even sexually, someone will just shoot you a DM and they go, Hey, what's up? I'm like, Who has time for that? What do you fu- what do you mean what's up? <laughs> Fuck off, block. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you have a question, fire the, the question immediately, I'll answer it. I'm fucking busy. What's up? What's <laughs> you just up? respond like, with that. I send back my cholesterol and I delete them. I mean, like. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, my advice to everyone out there now is, you know, before you start banging people, check their investment portfolio. <laughs> Same thing with dating. That's the first thing. When you sit down at a table, be like, I'd like to see your uh, FICO. Please. Can I see at least see your credit card debt? <laughs> I just I need at least to know how much debt you're carrying right now. Now, is that just yeah. to, is that to, I got a question. Is that to, uh, to judge their character or is it to judge what you're getting into? That's in case the sex is so good that you wind up engaging in a long-term relationship with them. Okay. That may result in financial consequences. So you still could have sex, but you just have to know what you're, you got to set your mindset going into it based oh, yeah. off of that. There, you're telling yeah, me. You yeah. just have to know that this will be a one or, or two or three time thing. 
Okay. But there's no, he's not at all long. saying you don't get to still have sex. <laughs> That's a silly, silly response. Yeah. In fact, if it's really you just, messed up, it'll probably be really good sex. Um, well, just think if you know, let's say, let's say you knew a girl was like 100K in debt and had no assets and was terrible with money and had like looming credit card bills and had bad credit and couldn't rent a place. Um, you're less likely to let yourself like fall for her after one session. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what that tells like, me about Ron is there's not really a lot of conversation at dinner. Cause I would usually be able to figure out someone who's a hundred K in debt. Is, oh yeah. That, brainless during our, <laughs> well, it's, I'm can not we saying skip dessert? Cause if obvious. I keep speaking to you, I'm not going to go home with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go, Dusty. You're clued in. Right. You know the deal. I like that. That's like, a great. If, yeah, if this doesn't, you know, if we decide to not do it's just bodybuilding anymore, you guys could just host like a, a relationship and love hey, podcast. Another thing, too, it's so I can't imagine like I can't imagine I've been single for 10 years, but I can't imagine now there's a website for everything. So let's say you're just like super into feet. Oh, yeah. You just go on a feet website and just say Hot I'm looking for I'm looking for girls that like feet fetishes just so, and then let's just see how it goes. And then you're just like, can skip all the worrying if they're into your shit stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was a, there was a, a radio show I was listening to and this guy called in saying that, uh, he wasn't getting any action on Tinder. And the advice he was given was just to tell the girls what he was into. And it was like, Hey, I want a chick that I can, you know, that I can dominate or whatever. And he put that in his thing. And he said, all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. He just had to say what he wanted when he was just like, Hey, I'm a nice guy. I want to hang out, you know, hang out. And he was like kind of beating <laughs> around the bush. That's all we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. But he was right. like, Hey, yeah, this yeah. is what I'm looking for. Girls were like, all right. And signed right up. That's fantastic. That's the beauty. The beauty of being single nowadays is that you just, you could just literally be like, I want this, 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 and this, and this is an absolute fucking deal breaker. Boom. Yeah. yeah. And then like three days later, notification, notification, notification. I didn't realize how normal that was, though. I have a friend and she was like, oh, I I met a new guy. And I go, oh, how'd you meet him? She goes, how does anyone meet anybody? I'm like, the gym? Gym? Yeah. And she sends back (laughs) Bumble. I was like, what? What is Bumble? (laughs) Apparently that's a a thing. I was like, oh, I I had no idea. So it's like Instagram, only more direct. Isn't I think Bumble is the one where only the girl can initiate contact. Yes. Oh. So you can match up with each other. You, like, I don't know. I think you can like them and stuff, but they're the ones who can message you. You can't message them and bother them or something. I think that's the one. That is the one. Yeah. I had a, a girl tell me to, when I was single, tell me to sign up for that. She was like, oh, yeah, sign up for that, and I'll message you. And then she told me what it was about. And I didn't sign up for it, and I didn't message her. So there was that. <laughs> that's, that sounds like a hassle to me. That's all yeah, I think. You didn't of check like, your boxes. If you don't, yeah. if you don't boxes. cross my path naturally, it's not going to happen. That sounds right. like effort. It's like looking for debt. No, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys the story. It was a weird, a weird day. My friend has a gym. It was New Year's <laughs> Eve. I was recently single. And I came up and he was like, hey, we're going to have a party at the gym. It starts at like 6 p.m. He was like, there's going to be food and drinks and, you know, you can work out. And I was like, oh, okay. well, I'll go up there and I'll work out. 
so I was literally lifting, and he had these new dumbbells. They went up to 150 pounds, like all into five pounds, and then down to the 2.5 increments. And I come, nice. I come in there like ready to train back, ready to kill some shit. It turned out I was the only person working out. Everybody else was like drinking and eating food, and these two women in dresses, like they were wearing like their New Year's Eve dresses, came over and they're talking to me. I was like at the time like all veiny and like covered in sweat. <laughs> You know, and the one was obviously interested and she told me about Bumble and I was like, oh, yeah, OK. You know, and I, I just didn't do it. She, she I wasn't interested, but yeah, it was it was a really weird thing to be like in the gym being hit on. I wasn't really interested. And what I was interested in was getting back to that because I had to do my other arm on the dumbbell rows. Still. <laughs> she interrupted. You're, you're fucking everything up, woman. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're not even interrupting me between sets. You're interrupting me <laughs> intraset. I've done one arm. Hands. Yeah. Yeah, that's how you, like, that's why you weren't interested. Hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I was still flattered, you know. It was still like in the because I was recently out of a relationship, so it was like definitely like, hey, I still got it, you know. I'm so angry with you, I can't fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All I would think about the whole time is that left arm was not treated the same way. She couldn't yeah. even tell. She couldn't even tell. I'd only done one arm. She was fucking watching me. It's <laughs> ruthless. I love though that Scott, that you went to the party knowing full well that you were like, "Well, the gym's open and no one's there, so I'm just going to train." Like you literally yeah. walked right past everyone when you walked in. Yeah, I had my bag. They're all eating hors d'oeuvres. They're eating yeah. hors d'oeuvres off of trays. And I'm like in sweats with my bag, and I got my straps out. You know, some guys, some guys offering you champagne as you walk. No, fuck off. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. That, that is a great okay. story, Scott. I love that yes. shit. Yes. Oh okay. See another one, Dusty. Donna's pissed off. Sorry. One second. Donna, relax. I can hear the growl. That's fierce. Yeah. Well, she's six pounds now, so ever since she hit that full six, <laughs> she's gotten a little bit out of control. She's throwing it around. A little bit out of control. Throwing around attitude. Well, that's a good question. Doesn't really fit. I'm going to ask anyways. Is there anything better than a line brawl, including goalies, in a hockey game? It's a special moment, Dusty. As a Canadian, <laughs> Thank you. I have to say that a good line brawl, when I was a kid, would get everyone together around the TV. Oh, yeah. And then they'd show, remember, on, they used to show the whole brawl on the sports highlights back before they cut away from the fighting, remember? Yeah, everything in perceived sport, yes. Yeah, it was always really, really well received. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And especially appreciated in international hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I used to love watching the country. goalies, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I like when the goalies like kind of take a minute to realize there's a line brawl occurring and they're like, mm -hmm. okay. And they sort of look to each other and they skate to mid ice. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's always like the interesting little dance, right? Yeah. We had, we had one uh, when I was playing, uh, juniors and it was funny to watch because uh, we were, I was in the middle of it so I didn't see but then there was video of it after the fact and our goalie like calmly just turned around he put his stick down he took his glove off took his blocker off turned the helmet put it on like put it on the top <laughs> yeah. properly yeah and yeah. then turned and just threw the hand in the air <laughs> like, yeah. this is what's about to happen I thought it was the greatest thing I'm like you stole the show with what you did before the fight just 
All right, let's There's put some our stuff great up YouTube nicely. videos of, of goalie <laughs> fights. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it's funny because um, isn't there a Netflix special right now on like that that fight that happened in that basketball game? Remember there was a brawl and they went up into the stands. It was like the Pistons versus somebody. It's like a famous dark yeah, watch yeah. on basketball, you know. And there's a Netflix documentary on that event, right? And it's funny because that like used to happen in hockey all the time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we don't like blink. We're like, oh yeah. That happens. Guys reach over the glass, punch a fan. Poof. I mean, how many times did that happen in the fucking fifties and sixties? Wasn't and- it? Um, was it? Was it Ty Domi that someone was was hanging over the uh, the penalty? Pulled box him into the shit, penalty box, and he pulled him down into the penalty pulled box. Pulled him with in. Him. Oh yeah. Oh my so god. A, the guy dumped water on him. He was dumping water on Ty Domi, and he fucking reached up and pulled him right into the penalty oh, box. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> he's still wearing his skates too, right? So yeah. he's standing there at skates. <laughs> no longer on ice. Yeah, that's that's classic. I stuff. feel like people need to do that more often nowadays in life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like sure. society might be a little bit better if they knew that that might happen to them. That some oh, hockey player 100%. might grab them and just start pummeling them if they if they make <laughs> bad decisions. That'd be helpful there's, in life. There's something like the philosophical argument that. The threat of violence is sometimes a necessary dynamic between men. Is interesting. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it. If there's a always, because like, you know, like Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot. How one of the things that keeps men acting a certain way with each other is that there's always an there's always a threat of violence. Yeah, you know, evolutionary wise, historically, you know, there's always a threat. If you behave a certain way, another guy may punch you. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like kind of helps keep the peace to a certain degree. It does. And it's yes. an interesting argument about whether it's like, you know, something that's part of the fabric or should because, you know, if you completely remove it and make it so there's absolutely no threat, like, you know, so you can have a society where there's never any threat how do how do they treat each other what you know do they well, step on each other's rights more do they you know try to control one another more you know i actually happens? have an example of that uh okay. i'm gonna get myself in some trouble here yes uh, so where i live uh suburb of detroit in a decent area uh not too far from me not you know, kind of not not too far from me. Pretty close. It's where I grew up. I'll put it that way. Uh, there's a level of lower economic white yeah, people. It's rough, that, rougher neighborhood. Yeah, rougher neighborhood. And there is a certain type of person on the road that's a female from that lower mm-hmm. economic area driving a real piece of shit minivan who can do whatever the hell she wants on the road giving everybody the finger running up on people's bumpers speeding cutting you off and the reason she can do it and scream at you the reason she can do it is because there's no threat that somebody's going to get out of their car and punch her because she's a girl and i gotta say man 
this is where I'm going to get myself in some trouble. I kind of feel like some of those bitches need to be punched. <laughs> I, listen, I, I am not for violence in general and violence against women, of course, especially. But right, right. There's something going on there where they feel like they're there. There's certain people that I think feel like they're above the law. And I think it's because because they know that nobody's going to hit them, really, honestly. If you, well, uh, it's, I, I was it, just yeah. searching for this for you guys. <laughs> that was I, really I, bad. I, I'm I, sorry. I, I, no, no, there's, <laughs> hey, believe me, all thing. the other women that that woman encounters agree with you. I think that one of them needs to step up to the plate then is yeah, what it comes down that, to. That, you one, know? one of them has to do the job. Yeah, because we can't. Problem. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, we can't. So, so here, I, this is something I, I read, actually. There's a book. Uh, it's called Violence is Golden by this guy Jack right. Donovan. Uh, and this is a quote from it. It says, Violence is the gold standard, the reserve that guarantees order. In actuality, it is better than the gold standard because violence has universal value. Violence transcends the quirks of philosophy, religion, technology, and culture. It's time to quit worrying and learn to love the battle axe. History teaches us that if we don't, someone else will. Hmm. And, that, wow. and that's about the most accurate thing with it because it's valid. You know, um, I think yeah. the only thing that changes, which I'm grateful of, of our age group, is you used to be able to get in a fist fight, hell, in a, you know, driving your car and no one was going to shoot you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, nowadays everything is different. You know, I mean, yeah. you, I could never give the advice that I was given as a kid sending a kid off to school now. You know, like no. my dad was like, oh, if someone crosses you, just, you know, punch him in the face. Okay. Yeah. And that was fine. You know, and that lasted forever. Nowadays, it's like, well, punch him in the face. You might even beat him in a fight, and then his cousin will kill you. Like, right. you know, shoot you, you know. <laughs> and his parents will sue me. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. No, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a, it is a scary change in, in how things work, though, because, you know, you could be the baddest man on the planet, and then someone's like, all right, well, I'll just kill him then. That's fine. Like, right. it's it's shocking to me that people don't have a um, – they don't think about the consequence beyond an action when we're talking about even life and death. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just going to get my gun and shoot this guy. And it's like, but everyone knows it was you. Yeah. And your yeah. whole life is over. And they're like, yeah, but I had to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. That's one way to look That's at it, way. I guess. <clears throat> that was a good one. So – that was a good I, plus. I, I I enjoyed Scott telling that story. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like I like when he goes. This is gonna get me in trouble. I'm like, yes, this is what we need. Scott hasn't been in trouble in days. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, we're doing it. What is the first treat that someone should have when they get to Disney World? The first treat. Yes. I'm out. Well, I've never I been assume, there. I assume you've headed straight to the Star Wars exhibition. Exhibition? Right. Well, the Star Wars <laughs> world or whatever. Uh, okay. Exhibit. But go what ahead. do you call it? Exhibit. There you go. <laughs> but I think and, exhibition, I think that someone's going to be naked and this is some sort of like. Anyways. <laughs> oh. <laughs> exhibition. Really? Okay. Anyways. All right. Well, so they go to that, but they need a snack because they're so excited after it's done. Well, I'm assuming there's something Star Wars themed at the exhibit. That's a snack. Like there's got to be. Well, there's got to be a Star Wars cantina or something they could eat at. So, like, uh, 
So like a lightsaber that's a churro? <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Easily. Something. There's something like that. Star Wars treat. Star Wars that's what treat. I go with. Scott, you're, you're, just imagine any... Because I think that Disney World sucks. But anyways, any great amusement park, what is what is your go-to treat? Mm, man, I haven't been to an amusement park in a long time. Never been to Disney World. I went to Disneyland when I was like 15. Man, I'll tell you what I would say is not a good treat. And I learned this the hard way. Do you guys ever see that? It's like a bag of little donuts. They're like these deep fried donuts. They had them at the mall by my house and it was post contest and I got a bag of them. And after about five minutes, that bag is like clear nearly because it's like all covered in grease. They have these little deep fried donuts and like three of them are probably like 30 grams of fat, but it's like a bag of 70 of them, you know, and you just eat that whole bag because you're like, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And, and then you regret it. And then you never want to eat them again, and you tell it on a podcast one day. So that's not <laughs> not those. Scott's gonna tell you what not to do. Yeah, right? don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. So what's the correct answer, Dusty? You seem to really be into this. You got this. No, one. I'm just I'm excited by the by the options because I I too have not been to an amusement park in a million years, and I'm <laughs> as is par for me boring as shit. So because I like basics, I like cotton candy. Yeah, just, yeah. it's simple. You know what I mean? I, I'd be an ice cream cone guy. That sounds good, too. Nice. Yeah. yeah. There you go. In my brain, it's always hot it. when you go to those places. Yeah. So Something yeah, cold. Valid. That'd be good. Valid. All right. Well, now he knows what not to do. I think your advice on what not to do is probably more valuable than what to do. You got to watch That's out. Most, most of our advice is what not to do, Dusty. <laughs> even, even, even when, when I'm re- telling someone what to do, <laughs> yeah, like, don't right. do that. Yeah. God, we are shining examples of what not to do. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, someone's creating a p- playlist of all my advice so they can never do any of it. 700 Fantastic. trend. 700 trend. 700 trend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how to keep calm when anxious. Oh. My very good appetite goes away when I can't stay calm. I got one. Can I throw it in? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Box breathing. Now, this is one that Victoria taught me. And I had a bunch of anxiety from COVID. So it's something I've had to work with. And then I realized or I learned that even Navy SEALs use this technique. She didn't sell me on it by telling me that. But there was like a website where I was reading. And it, it's real simple where you take there's even you can get you can look online at like the automated pictures and it'll tell you breathe in for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, hold your breath for four seconds. And it it basically resets your sympathetic nervous system. So if you're feeling anxious, it'll kind of reprogramming it's like a hard reset. So you can do it first thing in the morning when you wake up to give you like a reset for your day. And then if you're dealing with anxiety, you know, you can you can do it on the spot it, and it gives you instant relief, but also it resets you so that you can continue on your day without having been still like triggered into that into the anxious cool. state. It, the thing is, is like when I'm feeling that way, the last thing I want to do is do something that would actually change it. Like, no, nah, I don't want to fucking breathe. You know what I mean? It's like, right. Yeah. No, that's actually that's really interesting because it's and especially with a real case because I think some people don't realize the difference between stress and anxiety. Because um, like I, I found when I was uh, a couple of years ago when I was sick and had a bunch of issues with that, 
I didn't realize that anxiety could come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like you could be watching TV and enjoying yourself and then just boom. Whereas before that I had, I had learned, I was had anxiety. Like I'd be thinking about something and then I'd feel that I'm like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. When I had real anxiety is when I realized like, Holy shit. Like I wasn't thinking about anything. I wasn't doing anything. In fact, I was happy. What the hell was that? So that's right. good advice, Scott. I never heard of that. It, and it would uh, work for either of those, you know, like Navy SEALs yeah. could use that there. I mean, depending on how you, you could define anxiety as being under stress too. Right. So you're yeah, getting ready to like go on a, with you. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, if you're getting ready to go out on a mission or something, you know, then the guys do box breathing before they go and do some badass shit. Yeah. That, that yeah, totally makes sense. sense. Especially in those scenarios. It's like, well, we're going to, we're going to kill or be killed. So yeah, it makes yeah. sense. I'd be a little, little anxious. So it's like a way that you can take control over your body's response. That's awesome. There's also that drugs, was, lots of drugs. You know, what's crazy. I mean, all kidding aside that they, uh, so I tried some of those, uh, the problem I ran into was is it, it killed my edge. Oh yeah. And that did not work. I mean, like I function on that thing. Literally, I, I found out immediately, I was like, this is not going to work. Yeah. Like you, right. I, you know what I mean? I'm, this is not medical advice, people. You do what you should do. But for me, that was a big issue. I was like, well, this was, this won't work because now I'm going to have real problems because I'm going to like not make money because that's how I do it. Like I couldn't imagine going right. to the gym and just being like, all right, let's right. go. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I, too like, I literally felt like mush. Like nothing, nothing could get me happy or sad. It was just, bleh, you know what I mean? Like baseline. So yeah. that didn't work for me. That, that box breathing sounds like a really cool option for people for sure. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. damn Scott, you're on a fucking okay. roll. Without you, we'd Let's be do, shit. We got to do one more. Okay. It's got to be a good one. a while. What the hell? PETA. Are you a fan of PWO? If so, what are you using at the moment? I fancy pre, a change. Pre-workout? Pre-workout? Is that what that is? Yeah, pre-workout. Let's roll with that. Pre-workout. All right. Pre-workout is, 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 like, is that post or pre? Um, but yes, we'll, Perry. We'll, we'll go with... Oh, fuck. It's all of them. <laughs> it's all of them. <laughs> Listen, you guys are going to need to help me on these. I suck at acronyms anyways, I've learned since I've been around kids. I'm like, fuck does that mean? Um, all right, so we're, we're going with pre-workout yes. for the moment. So Scott PWO Kelly. is different from POV. I guess so. <laughs> okay. 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 Noted. Okay. So, Scott, what's your pre-workout? Um... <clears throat> L-carnitine right now. This is my new experiment. Uh, speaking of not wanting to do everyday injections, uh, check out Amino Asylum. Use our code THINK. Um, nice. I just started this. I, I have. I don't know what to think about it yet. I've never used injectable L-carnitine because I've I've never wanted to deal with everyday shots of it. I don't know why I changed right. my mind, but I was hearing some people talk about how they loved L-carnitine, so I'm giving it a try. Mm -hmm. 400 milligrams is where I'm at right now. Outside of that, pre yeah, pre-workout with carbs. With carbs? Yeah, I'm not using any exogenous insulin with it. Uh, I feel that my thought, at least for now, is that I'll get a, a, you know, an insulin spike from the carbs that I eat. Uh, mm -hmm. and, then, and then maybe some type of 
I'll take like a like a standard pre workout. Um, I'm just getting back into it because you know, being sick, I didn't really post after that. I didn't need anything, but I'm using what's the Outlast, which is a or Outlift. No, yeah, Outlift, what and it's uh, I think it's like Nutribio. Maybe I'm totally okay. making that up, but it's good. It's an effervescent all-in-one type pre-workout. So right. you get like six grams of citrulline with it, you know, which is a good dose, uh, right. beta alanine, all that other stuff. But because it has like 350 caffeine in it, I only want a half a serving. So I'll take a half a serving with that. And then I use my true nutrition uh, citrulline and I'll, I'll boost that up to like yeah. eight, eight grams. Oh, yeah. Yep. I like doing that. I always kind of doctor up whatever pre-workout I use, if I use a pre-workout. But generally, I'll use like a half a scoop. And as long as it has caffeine in it, and then I have my true nutrition stuff that I add to it to get it where I want it, then mm-hmm. then I like that. But yeah, it, I'm finding it's good, man. It gives me a little bit of a, a little bit of energy, a little bit of um, focus that I need right now. How how far before taking that do you eat? Probably thirty minutes. Okay, so you got a pretty tight window. So you you eat and then train about forty five minutes to an hour afterwards. About lately, it's been about thirty forty minutes. I'll eat. Oh wow! And it's not a big meal, and mm-hmm. then I'll and then I'll get right in the gym because I'm just right here, you know. So it's it's all kind of like and it you know my windows are tight anyway. Just like trying to like I trained before we did the show. Took a bunch of caffeine. Right. That's why I'm talking a lot. Right, right, right. I right. like it. The caffeine version of you is good. Keep taking that out last. <laughs> what about what about you, Ron? Uh, I, I don't drink much pre-workout. Um, I do occasionally have a half a scoop of madness because obviously I've always got a jar with me Mm -hmm. on my gym bag and stuff. So that's a 300 milligram caffeine. So I'll do a half a scoop, but, um, that's, that's my max. Um, I normally take a, uh, a caffeine pill. Right. And then I just, cause I just, my stomach is just. It doesn't really like a whole bunch of shit pre-workout. So quite often I just I have a caffeine pill and a serving a mutant pump, which is like a capsule pump yep. formula. Hmm. So I'll take a caffeine pill and a serving a mutant pump. And then while I'm training, I drink uh, like 30 grams of EAAs, like a yep. lot of EAAs, two big scoops. And I also put like a bunch of salt. I grind some salt into my jug. Nice. It's like a big two liter jug that I drank out of too. So it's not like super sweet. It's, it's, you know, 30 grams of EAAs and like two liters of water. Right. And I often don't finish the whole drink. That's a lot of fluid, right? I'll finish it like after I train, I'll keep drinking it for a bit and rehydrate and everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not using a ton of stuff right now. I'm just keeping it simple. My stomach feels great. I look good. I feel good in the gym, you know, no barfing. I like it. No, I haven't thrown up for a long time. It's been pretty good. I, I blame the yeah. bike. It is the bike. Yeah. I'm more, more fit. I'm lighter and more fit. <laughs> what about you, Dusty? Uh, you know, it's crazy. It, and it, and I didn't used to do a lot of pre-workouts. Um, but then when I got with Condemn, that was their big push was like our pre-workouts nah. the best. And so before I signed with them, they sent me everything. And I used uh, one scoop because I'm the same as Ron. Like I can't – if I get overly amped up. I get nauseous. Um, so I took it out the gate. And the big plus with uh, their Convict is that it's very light in flavor, which is key for me. I can't be like burping stuff up. So now it's funny, but I'm like pre-workout guy. Like last week, yeah. I was doing um, 
it was it's it's almost habit now. Like it's funny, but I, I was doing my cruise workouts and I I was joking to myself as I was taking two scoops of convict to go do a thirty minute pump workout. I'm like, <laughs> it's like part of it's like driving to the gym. I have to do this to get there. You know? So, so what's the I caffeine that. on that? It's actually not a crazy high caffeine and I, I'd have to look, but they have an ingredient that is like uh DMA, NDMA, so it's got for the mental focus, and that I really like. Wait, did you um, say MDMA? Uh, yeah, what is it? No, no, it's DMA, right? Yeah, MDMA <laughs> yeah, is DMSO, yeah. right? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm, now, now I'm drinking this shit. But uh, that stuff has actually been really good. And then like you, Ron, I've always liked the pump products, so they have a capsule version too, the DNA Dispatch, that's good. Um, and then during the training, to me, I, ha- I have to credit John. After John Meadows was on our podcast, I got back to doing intras again Hmm. and and i'm weird but with clients i do not put supplements in their programs particularly supplements for my sponsor because i don't want to feel like i'm selling them one more thing i know what you mean yeah but now i have started to say hey i think you guys should try this and you don't have to and if you want to get another brand go ahead but um they have a, a c block which is a p carbohydrate that I've found not a single person I know has any bloating issues when they're training with it. So I take 20 grams of carbs from that and then 20 grams of EAAs run. So same, just two scoops of that. And I found today is the first time now that my volume is a little bit higher on JP's program that I'm going to need two shaker cups full because I was done with the work or I was done with the drink and like three quarters away done with the workout. I'm like, Oh shit. Oh yeah. Okay. This doesn't, this doesn't happen to me like with my low volume, I've got like half of it left when I'm walking out of the gym, but that is something and we'll see, you know, I'm going to report back, but I can tell the workouts can go forever when I take the intra, but I'm excited to see if I notice what, what everyone talked about and what John told us, which was the recovery. Yes. Because I'll be curious to see how sore if, if the soreness is less because the volume's a lot higher. Like I left the gym today and I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> and it was a push day and I'm like this this might hurt for a couple of weeks so I'm really hoping that I get the same deal that John did because when he was talking about how oh I hadn't been sore in years I was like fuck I'm sore every day I think it makes a difference <laughs> I do I think it makes well, a difference it's, it's nice when it comes from a guy like John though because I'm like I'm not training harder than him so yeah. this is a fact <laughs> you know so yeah the, these things that's why I is a good question because to be honest I think pre-workouts meh um, it's a, it's, you can do it or not. Yeah. Intra, I, if I could go back in time and I knew, you know, I'd started using them. I think my workouts would have been even better. Like something you should, you know, try, try adding some carbs in with your drink. And I do the same with you, Ron. I do, um, four twists of my salt shaker right. blender thing right in the cup every time. Not even really enough to taste it, but enough to change. Don't come in my front door. They will attack. <laughs> That's that's like what is that? That's sixteen pounds of terror. So I, I think I think one of the things as far as getting a really good pump, mm-hmm. I always inadvertently focused on making sure I got a good pump. Like I remember some of the old school guys would tell me like, "Hey, on your pre workout meal, use a lot of teriyaki sauce or a lot of salt." Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like they didn't explain why they didn't. Understand they just told you the yeah. sodium potassium pump, and they didn't understand blood pressure regulation, and they just said use a lot of salt on your pre workout meal. So right. 
I remember for years, like three years in a row, I went and had like, I went to the mall before I trained and I'd have Ito Japan, which is like a teriyaki place, right? Nice. Like, right. I get a big bike plate at Ito Japan and sit in the mall and bullshit with some guys and then just walk across the street to the gym and train, you know? And, um, you know, you drink like a giant fucking, you know, diet soda while you're there. So you're, you're full of fluid and salt. Yeah. Right? That fluid is the, the key. Gym and, Fluid and fluid and salt's the key, right? And yeah. you walk into the gym and get a crazy pump. And then, you you know, so I was always just a little bit jaded when people be like, this stuff gives you a good pump. I'm like, I get fucking sick pumps all the time. Like right. I always did, you know? So yeah. um, I never felt like as eager about pump stuff because I was like, I always get good pumps. Yeah. And you yeah. Know, now I look back on it and I was like, oh, it was a good advice I was given without really realizing it. Yeah. You know? I think for me with pre-workout, I get this like psychological, like Pavlov's dog thing where, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the beta alanine tingle that you oh, can yeah, get in yeah. your skin. I feel that. And I know like, yep, it's on. Now it's time. Yep. You know, the Viagra is hitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's valid, though. I think that that, you know, it's funny you said that, Scott, because that's something I've been working with some of my more advanced clients on is having a system of what they do before the gym. And I'm not yeah. talking about focusing and thinking about, I'm just talking about the same thing over and over. Yeah. Cause I do, your, your body starts to realize like, okay, after we do this, we go to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot more valuable than people think it's just habit. And I'm like, no, it actually, it's creating something. If you have that same system over and over and it doesn't have to be as in depth as, you know, sitting in the parking lot, jamming music and reading your workout. It's just a system. I'm the same way. Like my pre-workout routine is identical every single day. I bet it is. Being ten minutes late, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's it's hugely valuable. No matter what it is, and I've had a lot of guys that literally just as soon as they added that tweak, they're like, "Man, my training changed." Because they just like roll to the gym, you yeah. know, like after work, or they'd still yeah. be on a work call when they get there. And I'm like, "Well, you're not really." there yeah yeah you and know the, the early early morning people especially have to make sure they're hydrated yes I mean, the second they the second they wake up they should pound like a liter of fluid with some salt in it i'd agree and and you know when some aminos in it and just get their bloodstream back up to par for a workout because you know most people who train super early they train you know within 45 minutes of waking up yeah so yeah they should get that in as soon as possible. Like you open your eyes and you pound a liter of fluid, you know, yeah, and then you uh, pee. Yeah. Evan Centipani was, <laughs> you know? was big on in that. And I took that on because I used to train in the morning. You don't realize that you're missing something because I still have good workouts. Uh, and then he made a mention of that. I mean, this was shit. I mean, I'm into my career at this point and just started making that tweak. Exactly what you said, Ron. I would get up, walk straight to the kitchen. I did aminos. I did branch change at the time. I'd do 10 grams of branch chains with salt and just slam it. Just stand in my kitchen, slam the whole thing, and then start moving. Like, I didn't even brush my teeth yet. Like, that was just the routine. Yep. And yep. the training was immediately different. You know, yep. hydrated muscle. Who would have known? Yeah. Well, you yeah. drink, you just think you drink a liter of water and you're two pounds heavier, 2.2 yep. pounds heavier right off the bat. And it's all fluid. And it's all going to wind up in your bloodstream and in your muscles. So you get technically gain like two pounds of muscle volume by <laughs> hydrating instantly. Yourself, you know, and then you go to the gym and train. Of course, things are better. Yeah, not, so, not shocking, but a lot of people don't do it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
We've been uh, pretty much been two hours, guys. Damn. Aside nice. from losing Dusty a few times, so I have to edit those out. But not a well, hard from- week of work for you ahead, Scott. No, not bad. No, we've had worse. Didn't have to chop out any any terrible shit. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, Scott's like I can't believe it. I don't even have to touch this one. Yeah, yeah. People would be shocked when most of our episodes are three hours long and they keep getting cut to like one forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had one guy who goes, "You keep saying like you keep saying, well, we've been on for two hours and the episode's an hour, like hour thirty five. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That Scott had to edit it. Sometimes, you know what it is though, is like you, you you'll count the time we've actually been connected, but we didn't right. actually hit the button, you know, for yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we try to shorten that. We try to get everything on camera. So. We do, yes. Okay. Well remember, like, share, subscribe, comment. Ring the bell. Ring the bell. Got it. You and gotta like, we appreciate post everybody. At that. And uh, remember, you last five minuters, uh, ask us questions in the YouTube. Uh, we like that. I like that Scott brings some questions and puts them up on the screen. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We'll That's keep doing too. that then. Yeah. And oh, we'll I got to say, too, thank you, everybody, for the birthday wishes. I, I appreciate that. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. That was fun. It was fun. How old are you, by the way, Scott? <laughs> Don't ask. Don't ask. <laughs> 26. 26. Easily. <laughs> I got one coming up in a month. Yeah. What does that make you, like your astrological sign? I'm a Libra. Libra, okay. Huh, yeah. all right. I'm a Virgo. I always want everybody to get along, apparently. Oh, yeah. He's Canadian, that's all of you. That's, yeah. Whole <laughs> <laughs> country, born in October. <laughs> okay. Okay, awesome. sounds good, guys. Thanks, everybody, and remember, it's just bodybuilding.